everyone, I'm Tony Shackle, pastor of Farm Hill Church. Our mission is knowing Jesus and making Jesus known. We're so glad that you've tuned into this sermon podcast today. We believe that the message that you're about to hear is going to bless your soul. Be sure to check out the many other sermon and worship service podcasts we have available for you. You can also find additional resources and information about our church by visiting our website at farmhillchurch.faithlifesites.com or look us up on Facebook. Or better yet, make plans to join us during one of our upcoming live services. We meet for worship every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and for Bible study every Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Now let's get right into today's message. Praise God. God is so good to us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Just want to say very quickly, um, and uh, I, I just realized I failed to mention this before one of my children walked out, but uh, uh, thank God for Father's Day, and I thank God for my dad, my father, and for all of you that are here. Uh, but for me, personally, uh, Father Day, Father's Day is just not about, um, you know, being a father or, or honoring the father. For me, it's about also celebrating my children. Uh, the Bible says children are a heritage from the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. Uh, and so our children are truly a reward from God. They're the evidence of God's goodness all over our lives. And I thank God, amen, for my children today. I thank God for my two beautiful daughters and, and uh, the way God has blessed them. And uh, I know that you feel the same way, uh, dads out there, about your families, amen, and children as well amen now that i've halfway caught my breath amen <laughs> this morning amen we're going to kick off a a new series this morning uh titled christianity 101 lessons from romans christianity 101 lessons from romans and if the lord's willing we're going to spend a few weeks uh working through the book of romans uh romans stands as uh, one of the most clear and systematic presentations of the Christian doctrine in all the Bible. Uh, it's written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Rome, and it includes doctrines like sin and sanctification and justification by faith uh, and uh, um, Christian service. And, uh, but not only does Paul give us the doctrines that are here in the book of Romans, but he also gives us the practical application. So in other words, how do we put these things into practice. And so this morning, uh, in honor of Father's Day, uh, we're going to begin in Romans chapter number 8. And we're going to discuss uh, what it means to call God our Heavenly Father uh, and the blessing it is uh, to be called His children. Now, I love watching these videos. Um, and uh, some of you may have seen it. Sometimes they'll go out and uh, they'll go out on a street corner somewhere in a busy area of town. Uh, with a microphone and a, a video camera, uh, and they'll just ask random people on the street questions just to see how they respond. I love watching those things because uh, a lot of times they come up with some just off-the-wall crazy answers and uh, uh, that really doesn't make any sense, and you can tell they have no idea what they're talking about. 
that are really fascinated by the ones that uh, they go out and they ask people on the street questions about God, about Christianity, about Jesus. Amen. To see some of the responses that are out there. And for majority of the people that, uh, that answer these questions, sadly, amen, many of them don't have a basic understanding or knowledge of the Bible or God. And you'll get some crazy answers, right? Uh, but if you, if you kind of put aside all the ridiculous answers, every once in a while, somebody will come along that you can tell knows something about the Bible, that knows something about Jesus, about God, amen, that maybe has been raised in church. And so, amen, you'll see them answer, amen, and they'll give a good answer. And you'll say, well, finally, there's somebody who knows what they're talking about. So I begin to think, what if we went to downtown Pensacola and went out on the street and begin to ask people different questions about God. And what if we ask them, what is God's name? I wonder what kind of answers we would get. Uh, some of them we wouldn't be able to talk about. And you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, some of them may be just crazy and off the wall. I begin to think, what if uh, we put aside all the ridiculous answers and we put aside all the craziness uh, of people who have no idea who God is? And we just narrowed it down to the ones who gave some good answers. What are some of the answers that we might hear? Well, we might hear Jehovah. We might hear I am that I am. We might hear Adonai. We might hear El Shaddai. We might hear, amen, Jesus. We might hear any number, amen, of names, amen, that people would attribute to God. I begin to think about also if you follow... Um, and understand how the Muslims view God. Uh, and uh, they have what they call 99 names for God. In fact, they will carry around a rosary that either has 33, 66, or 99 beads on it that help them recite the names of God. Now, they believe there are 100 names for God, but human beings cannot know and understand and fathom that 100th name. So they can only repeat 99 of them. Here's the thing. They will give you names like creator, sustainer, protector, and provider. And God is all of those things. And if you go through that list, there's a lot of good and uh, amen, admirable things that they have listed out and give amen, and attribute to God. But there is one name that they are missing. There's at least one. I mean, there's one that they say cannot be known. It's the hundredth name. Well, I don't know if there's a hundred names for God or not. But if there were, we as Christians could know, amen, that hundredth name of God today. It is not unknown to us because one of the names that they do not list in their list is Father. And I'm glad to know today that God is my heavenly Father. I'm, I, how, how wonderful is it to, uh, to be able to say today that the Creator, the all-powerful, the almighty, amen, sustainer, creator of the world uh, and giver of life uh, is our heavenly Father this morning. Somebody give the Lord a hand and a clap of praise because He's your Father this morning. Hallelujah. And I thought, amen, about this subject today and, uh, amen, about how God is our Father. And I began to study, amen, out, amen, and I found, amen, in the Word of God, amen, that, uh, amen, even in the Old Testament, there are, amen, some accounts of where God is referenced as Father. 
He is talked about as the everlasting Father. I mean, there's other scriptures in the Old Testament, but really, I mean, we don't get this concept of God as Father until we arrive at the ministry, the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ. As Jesus comes on the scene, Jesus almost exclusively refers to God in heaven as his heavenly Father. He teaches us to pray to our Heavenly Father. He prays Himself uh, in the name of the Father. Amen. And so He has that relationship uh, there with the Father. And He brings this, uh, amen, to our, amen, attention, uh, amen, that God is truly not just Jesus's, although, amen, Jesus has a special relationship with the Father being the second person of the Trinity, but we as believers in Jesus Christ can also call God our Father this morning. And there are three verses in the New Testament that give a special description of who God is as our Father. In the first one, Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he is praying and pouring out his heart to God, God the Father. Amen. And knowing that he's about to go to the cross, he's about to have to give up his life. Amen. And die there on Calvary's hill. And the Bible says as Jesus is praying and calling out, amen, to God, his Father in heaven, he calls him Abba Father. Abba Father. That's the only place we find it in the Gospels. But Paul picked up on this, and he, he listed it also in Galatians. I believe it's in chapter 4, somewhere around verse number 6. Uh, amen. But it is also in the book of Romans in chapter number 8. And that's what we're going to look at, amen, this morning. Romans chapter number 8, amen. And we're going to preach a message this morning titled, Abba father now i might say abba and i might say abba so amen whichever amen avenue or lane you're in this morning amen i'll get it to, amen for all of us today amen romans chapter number eight we're going to pick up reading at verse number 17 i'm sorry back up to verse 14 and we'll read down through 17 for as many as are led by the spirit of god these are the sons of god for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we, we may also be glorified together amen let's pray this morning dear heavenly father god, i ask you lord god to strengthen me just for a few minutes this morning to preach the message god that you've laid upon my heart to preach this morning god i pray god that the hearer god would be anointed this morning to receive this word into their hearts into their minds and into their spirits god today god that it would encourage us god that it would transform us God, that it would bless us. God, that it would bring us into a closer relationship, God, with you. That it would help us to understand, uh, God, more clearly, God, who you are as our Heavenly Father. And God, what it means that we can cry out to you this morning, amen, this phrase, Abba, Father, today. I pray, God, that you would just, uh, amen, let your spirit fill this room, fill this place. God, and I ask it in the name of Jesus. And everybody say, Amen. And amen. Well, this morning I want to answer three questions. I want us to consider these three questions this morning. 
Number one, who is our Heavenly Father? Number two, what is our relationship to our Heavenly Father? And number three, how should we respond to our Heavenly Father? So first we're going to kick off with this. Who is our Heavenly Father? And I'm going to move a little bit rapidly through this section. Amen. But first of all, I want to declare to you this morning that your Heavenly Father is eternal. Psalm 90 and 2 says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Can I tell you this morning, your heavenly Father is the eternal, amen, God of the universe. Uh, amen. He has always existed, uh, and He will always exist. Uh, amen. He is on the throne, uh, and He is lifted up then highly, amen, this morning. Uh, amen. He is the one, uh, amen, who formed this universe uh, and this world uh, and put us uh, on this planet uh, and has blessed us uh, and brought us to where we are today. Uh, God will never change. Uh, he'll be the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can somebody say amen? amen? Number two, our Heavenly Father is spirit. In John 4 and 24, Jesus tells the woman at the well, God is spirit, and those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. You see, your God, your Heavenly Father, is not limited by space or time. God is not flesh and blood as we are. But there's something interesting about God and wait, the way He is described in the Word of God. Though God is a spirit, He is also described as a God that has arms that can reach out to us. Anybody thank God for some arms reaching out? Amen. We were in need. He has hands that can lift us up. Amen. How many is holding to that unchanging hand this morning? He's got feet that can run to us and walk along beside us. He's got a heart that loves us. He's got eyes that see us and watch over us. And he's got ears that hear our prayers and a mouth that can speak in a small, still voice. What a God! that we serve this morning who can meet us uh, in the middle of whatever it is uh, that we got going on in our life. Uh, and he might be a spirit, uh, and he might feel like sometimes, uh, or some people might feel like, uh, that God is a million miles away in another dimension, uh, amen, that we cannot reach uh, or attain. But I'm here to tell you this morning uh, that God is a spirit, uh, but he dwells, uh, amen, with us uh, and with his people. Amen this morning. Next, your heavenly Father is omniscient. Psalm 139, 1 through 4 says this, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. God is omniscient. That means very clearly this morning that He is all knowing. Amen. You and I may not know the future. You and I may not know what is going to happen, amen, next. Uh, man, you and I may not know what is going to come around the corner. 
But our God is an omniscient God. Our Heavenly Father is an all-knowing God this morning. And so I don't have to worry about, amen, what's going to happen next Tuesday because God's already got my next Wednesday figured out. Amen. He's omniscient. Amen. He knows it all this morning. Amen. Next, He's omnipresent. Psalm 139, 7 through 10 says, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. See, you and I can only be in one place at one time. But not our God. My father and my dad that's up in Tennessee, amen, today, I'm pretty sure, amen, in a church service uh, this morning, uh, amen, at Cowboy Church, uh, amen, he is there, amen, and he cannot be here. My dad cannot be in two places at one time. But my heavenly Father can be all places uh, and everywhere uh, all the time. Amen? So I can be in trouble uh, in Foley, Alabama, amen, in the middle of a work day. Uh, and Brother Trey can be, uh, amen, on the side of a house uh, down in Pensacola, Florida. Amen? And Brother uh, Kelly can be, uh, amen, over in Baghdad, uh, amen, working on some painting there. Amen? And Brother Chris can be over, amen, in Milton. Uh, and God is with us all, all the time. Brother Ben's driving a truck down the road, a dumpy truck, and God's with him. Brother John's over in Jacksonville, and God's with him. Brother Chuck, I mean, you can be in Molino or Dogwood Park, whatever you want to call it, and God is with you. Matt, wherever you are, God is with you. Brother Johnny, this morning, wherever you are, right across the line in beautiful Alabama, God is with you. Amen. What a mighty God that we serve that is omnipresent and with us, amen, all the time. Next, God is omni, excuse me, omnipotent. I'm sorry. I'm trying to read lips. I forgot, I see his forehead back there. Kendall is in cantonment, driving a forklift, loading a trailer. God's with him. Amen? Thank you. Amen. I'm not good at reading lips. Amen. If you haven't figured that out for me by now, you'll know that. Amen? My wife is very patient. Our Heavenly Father next is omnipotent. In Job chapter 42, verses 1 and 2, Job says this. Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. Job says, God, you can do everything. You see, God does, doesn't just have some power. God, our Heavenly Father, has all power this morning. He is not up under anybody else. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. If I can stretch that analogy just a little bit this morning, He is the President of presidents. He is the Speaker of the House of the Speaker of the Houses. 
He is everything uh, this morning. Uh, amen. And our God uh, cannot uh, and will not uh, ever be impeached. <laughs> You, we can try. I mean, some of us would love to try to kick some out of the office, uh, amen, that's up there right now in Washington, D.C., uh, or wherever they may be, uh, amen, and we might uh, can go down that path with some of them, uh, amen, but there will never be anybody uh, who can stand up to our God uh, and impeach him uh, out of his place in heaven. He is founded there, and he will be there forever. He is the God of gods, the Bible says, amen. Our God is not equal with Allah. Our God is not equal, amen, with Buddha. Our God is not equal with Hare Krishna. Our God is not equal with Reverend Moon. Our God has no equal. Amen this morning. Your heavenly Father is completely uh, and totally unique this morning. Uh, and he is all powerful and able, amen, to meet, uh, amen, our needs today. Next, our, God, our heavenly Father is immutable. Look at your neighbor and say immutable. Good job. Immutable does not mean that you can't shut him up. Because if I look at that word, I say mutable, and that's what I think. Immutable means he does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and he'll be the same forever. Amen. Malachi 3 and 6 says this. For I am the Lord, and I change not. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. This world is changing at a rapid pace. Things are changing, uh, amen, daily, it seems like, all around us. Amen. But I'm here to tell you this morning, people may change, and politicians may change, but our God will never change this morning. Amen. Our God is not making up the rules as he goes. Is anybody happy about that? I don't have to worry about waking up tomorrow morning and God changing his mind about how he wants to relate to me. I don't have to worry about waking up tomorrow and God saying, all that stuff that was in the Bible, never mind, just forget that because I'm going in a different direction now. No. I can have the confidence as a child of God that my heavenly Father is the same and when I come to him, I don't have to worry, amen, about how he is going to relate to me because I already know, amen, through his word, how he's going to relate to me. Amen? That's a powerful thing this morning. He is the same God that Adam and Eve knew in the Garden of Eden. He's the same God that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob worshipped. He's the same God who walked this earth and healed the sick and raised the dead and fed a multitude with the little boy's lunch. And if he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, the same things that he did back then, he'll do it again today. 
And if I find myself in a place where I need somebody's sack lunch to feed uh, me and my family, if I need God to bring healing into my life, uh, if I need a miracle in my soul uh, and in my spirit, He's the same God today. Uh, it worked for them back then, and He'll work for us today. Amen? Next, our Heavenly Father is holy. He is holy. Isaiah 6 and 3 says, of those angelic spirits that are around the throne in heaven, one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Amen. God is completely separated from evil and sin. There is no evil in him. Amen. He is completely set apart and holy. Amen. And it is why the Heavenly Father, amen, had to look away from the Son who was dying on the cross in order that He could pay the debt for our sin as He carried it on Himself. But I want you to know today, the angels in heaven declare the holiness of God. And you and I today, as our Heavenly Father, amen, we should look to Him, celebrate Him, worship Him, and praise Him this morning as our holy God. The Bible says, I'm going to go just a little bit deeper. I mean, the Bible says, uh, amen, be ye therefore perfect, even as your heavenly Father is perfect. In other words, be holy as God is holy. Now, none of us can attain to the holiness of God, amen, but we see the standard that is set before us uh, in our heavenly Father that is leading us uh, in the direction that we should go. Amen. It is our Heavenly Father, amen, that sets the standard, amen, that we follow, as I talked about with y'all several weeks ago, and we can follow in those footsteps that He's laid out, amen, before us. Our God, our Heavenly Father, is holy. Next, our Heavenly Father is good. Can anybody praise the Lord this morning and say, God is good? God is good. Come on. Psalm 145 and 9 says, The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. We serve a good God this morning. Amen. We serve a God who is good to us, who never makes a bad decision. Amen. That always has what is best in mind for us, even if we don't understand it right now. Amen. We serve a God who is working out all things for the good to them that love Him or are called according to His purpose. Next, He's faithful. Deuteronomy 7 and 9 says, Therefore know that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His commandments. We serve a faithful God who will never let you down. Man will let us down. Family and friends will let us down. The waitress or the cook at the restaurant sometimes will let us down. Come on. But God will never let you down. Amen. He is faithful. Amen. We have and can say this morning and celebrate the fact that our Heavenly Father is faithful to us this morning. And finally, God is love. 1 John 4 and 8 says, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. You see, God just doesn't have love. He is love. 
Love is not just something God does. It is, it is who he is. And God just doesn't love certain groups of people or even those that love him. God loves everybody. Amen? God even loves the sinner. If, if God didn't love sinners, you and I wouldn't be saved. Because the Bible says he demonstrated his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross while you were still a sinner. For us that are here today, thousands of years before you were even born, and God knew exactly how you were going to go astray and sin and go against his plan and purpose and will for your life, and he still loved you anyway. God is love. And that is a picture. We could keep going. There are so many ways that we could talk about our Heavenly Father this morning. Amen. But He is, amen, all these things and more to us today. So what is our relationship with our Heavenly Father? Well, if we've been born again, we're children of God. That's cause to celebrate in and of itself. And if we're children of God, then number one, the Bible says, uh, amen, that we are being led by the Spirit. Go back to verse number 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You want to know how somebody is in right relationship with their Heavenly Father? Is because their life is being led by the Spirit. They are not walking according to the flesh. They are walking according, uh, amen, to the Spirit of God. Uh, amen. Our relationship with Him is this. Uh, amen. He might be our Heavenly Father, and you may not can put your eyes on Him, uh, and you may not sometimes, uh, amen, can see Him uh, or feel Him uh, in the physical realm. But the Bible says when you become a child of God, the Spirit of God comes in and dwells on the inside of your temple. It is the Spirit of Almighty God. What a promise in and of itself. My dad is in Tennessee this morning, and he can't send his spirit to be with me. He could send a text message this morning. I could send a text message to him and say, Happy Father's Day. I hope everything goes well. I love you, and I hope you have a great day. And that's as far as that relationship can go. Amen. But today, your relationship with your Heavenly Father, amen, if you have one today, amen, you should be being led by the Spirit of Almighty God. Number two, the Bible says you've been adopted into the family of God, and you are His children. Verse 15 said, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Now, I didn't really know we were going to sing that song this morning. But that's why we kept singing that part over and over and over again today. Fear got to go. He did not give you a spirit of bondage again to fear. Amen. But he has given us a spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Amen. The spirit of bondage, uh, amen, is if we still today were tied to the Old Testament law and our relationship with God was dependent upon how good I was. That my relationship with God was dependent, uh, amen, upon how many good things I did yesterday. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, amen, we don't do good works in order to earn God's favor. We do good works because 
God has loved us and given us of His Spirit, and we give our lives back to Him. Amen? But today, amen, I want to tell you, amen, here in this moment, amen, you are not under the spirit of bondage any longer this morning. Go ahead and shake off the chains of bondage that are on you today, if you got any on you, amen, and get them off in the name of Jesus because you have been adopted by your heavenly Father. Now, you say, well, what's that mean? Well, let me tell you. Back in the time this was written, in biblical days, when a son was adopted into a family, it was a complete and total adoption. His old life, his previous life, his previous family was completely, that relationship was completely erased. It was as if it did not exist. And the son was given a new life. And he was adopted into a new family. And he had every right that a son that was born of biologically to that father, he had every right uh, and every privilege uh, that the other sons had. Some of y'all ain't picking up what I'm throwing down. Because you see, when Jesus came into your life and the Spirit of God transformed you, the old life that you had, the old person that you were, was completely and totally erased. Now some of us can shout this morning because we got some things, uh, amen, in our past uh, and some things in our old life uh, that we might be ashamed of, uh, amen, but we can stand uh, in the power, amen, and presence of Almighty God this morning and say, I'm not who I used to be. I'm not the person that I once was. Amen. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was a sinner, but now I'm a saint. I once was a beggar, but now I'm a son or I'm a daughter for God this morning. You've been adopted into the family of God. What a promise. Amen. This morning. Hallelujah. Number three, we have an inheritance with God. If it wasn't good enough, if the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is not good enough for you at this point, it gets better. You and I have an inheritance. Verse number 17. Well, back up to 16. I'll read it again. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. You see... Let me pause there just for a second. This ain't in the notes, but I'm going to hit this. I can't judge anybody and tell who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. That's God's decision. But I can judge a tree by the fruit it bears. And if you are a child of God, then your life is going to bear witness to the spirit that is operating in your life that you are one of his children. Amen. We will conduct ourselves in a way that brings glory and honor to God. And I'll move on. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. What a 
promise. I got to slow down here just for a second. Because I don't want to get ahead of this one. Since you have been adopted into the family of God, and you have been given all the rights and the privileges of being a child, a son or a daughter of God. That means that you have been written into the will of your heavenly Father. And you have an inheritance that the Bible says cannot and will not fade away. Amen. Some of y'all don't want an inheritance this morning. That's fine because God's just got more for me. If you don't want your inheritance, uh, amen, leave it to the side uh, and somebody else uh, uh, come along uh, and snatch it up. Uh, And I'm here to tell you this morning that your God uh, has an inheritance uh, that is waiting for you uh, on the other side of this life. And not just on the other side, but on this side of heaven as well. Because the Bible says that he wants you to live a miserable, pitiful life in this world. Jesus said, I've come to give you life. And to give you life more abundantly. You have an inheritance this morning that the world cannot take away from you. You have an inheritance this morning that cannot be stolen, that moth and rust cannot corrupt, that the thief cannot break in and steal. You have an inheritance, uh, amen, that is sitting on the other side waiting on you because you've made him your heavenly father. And he says, you become an heir of God. Can somebody in the house shout out this morning and tell me, what, what does God own? What does he have? The question would be, what does he not have? My dad owns it all. My heavenly father has got a really big bank account. And when he writes a check, it don't never bounce. And there ain't enough room in that little box over there on the side to put all the zeros and all of the commas, amen, that God has available to me this morning. Hallelujah. I have an inheritance this morning. I am an heir of God. But that ain't where Paul stopped in this verse. Not only are we heirs of God, he says we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Interesting, right? Jesus Christ is referred to as the Son of God. And He is the completely unique, only begotten. Ain't another one like Him, and won't be another one like Him, Son of God. But you and I, having been adopted into the family of God, are now joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Now this is not a trick question. If God our Heavenly Father owns everything somebody shout out and tell me what does Jesus own? A plus. 
Y'all are working on 100%. Amen. If God, our Heavenly Father, owns it all, and we're His heir, and if Jesus Christ, now I'm going to say this, and I say this respectfully, if I am now adopted into the family of God as a son or you as a daughter of God, and we are now joint heirs with Jesus Christ, it is almost as if we can say, amen, that Jesus Christ uh, is our heavenly big brother. Amen. Find it in the Word of God. They came to him one day and said, hey, man, Mary, your mother and your brothers and all those are outside and they're wanting to talk to you. And he looked around and he said, nah. -uh. He said, look around at all these right here. These that are in the kingdom of God, that are seeking God, that are in, uh, in, in a place in a right relationship with God, this is my mother and my brothers and my sisters. This is my family. You and I have been adopted into the family of God, and you've got a heavenly father and a big brother and a Holy Spirit that is working in your life uh, and moving you in a direction he would have you to go, uh, and he has access uh, to everything uh, that you need this morning. Wow. Whatever belongs to Jesus belongs to us. Well, what did Jesus inherit? Well, when he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven and sat down at the right hand of the Father, the Bible says he inherited all things. Everything, every single thing that is in this universe is under his feet. Meaning he is in control of it, he owns it, and he can do with it whatever he wants to do with it. And if God has got to move heaven and earth to come down into your situation and into your life uh, and move some things uh, and bring some things uh, and shift some things uh, in our lives, uh, amen, your heavenly Father, amen, will do it. Uh, and Jesus, uh, that is sitting on the right hand, uh, will send the Spirit of God, uh, amen, to meet you in the middle of where you are. Number three, how should we respond to our heavenly Father? I love this scripture. It refers to him. We cry out. It says, Abba, Father. Number one, we should cry out this morning to our Heavenly Father. Abba, Father. That word Abba did not originate with a band that came out of the 70s or whenever it was. Some of y'all's minds went there. It's okay. Abba is Aramaic, or you can say Aramaic is related to Hebrew. Abba is Aramaic or Hebrew for father. So it's quite literally, what Jesus cried out in the garden and what Paul repeats in Galatians and here in Romans is father, father. But it goes a little bit deeper than that. If you were to go to Israel today on Father's Day and walk the streets of Jerusalem or Tel Aviv or wherever, you would see and you would hear little children running around the street saying, Abba, 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 calling out to their father, to their dad. It is a term 
of endearment. It goes beyond just saying father, because to me, father just kind of sounds a little stiff, a little rigid, a little formal. But Jesus cried out in the Garden of Gethsemane, and Paul this phrase, uh, amen, in the scripture this morning, uh, that you and I can call out to our Heavenly Father, amen, in the same way that we call out sometimes uh, to our earthly fathers, uh, amen, knowing, uh, amen, that our God, uh, our Father that is in heaven, uh, He loves us, uh, and He cares for us, uh, and He wants the best for us, uh, and He won't stop uh, until He gives it to us. We can call, cry out, Abba, Father, amen, to him this morning. How else do we respond to our Heavenly Father? Number two, we should seek an intimate relationship with him. That's really what this word Abba means. It's really making a choice to enter into a relationship with God and to make him our Father, declare him to be our Father. And to enter into an intimate relationship with Him. Now, I ain't going to go too deep this morning. Some of you may have had a wonderful, intimate, close, and may still have an intimate, close relationship with your earthly father, with your dad. Some of you may say, my relationship with my dad is maybe not quite what I would like it to be. I can stand before you honestly this morning and say there have been times in my life where my relationship with my dad is not all that it should have been. We've gone through those days and weeks and months and, dare I say, years where no words were spoken, no times were shared, no memories were made. But I'm thankful this morning that God changed all that. And I'm thankful for the time that I have with my earthly father, with my dad. I'm thankful for the things he's taught me, showed me, for the example that he set before me. And I'm thankful for the times that my earthly father and my, my dad has been there for me when I needed him. I've probably shared this story before, but I know there are some in here that haven't heard this, and I'm going to share this real quickly. When I was about 13, 14, 15 years old, we lived on 10 acres off Brat Road across from the old Camp 5 in Brat, Florida. And we had a pretty good sized yard and Mama had all these pretty azalea bushes planted all over the place. And hey man, we had this little lawnmower called a Ride King. I don't know if any of you know what a Ride King is, but a Ride King only has one wheel in the front. It's a three-wheel lawnmower. You can't really adjust the deck. You can't really do anything with it. It's one lever, amen, makes it go forward, and one lever en engages the blades, and that's it. But this wheel would turn 360 degrees. You could sit there and do donuts with this thing. It wouldn't go fast enough to do a donut, but you could go in circles with this thing. You could turn it around, and it would go completely. That was reverse. You didn't have reverse. That was reverse. And I remember it was so hot one day. I was out cutting grass, and amen. We, our neighbor, amen, beside us there, he had uh, electric fence put up, and he had horses that he kept over there. And I came around the corner up by the fence, and I turned back, amen, toward the other direction. And I said, well, I'm going to get off this thing. Go get me something to drink. Go get me some water. Paused for a minute. I went in the house, got something to drink. 
Amen. Got me some water. What I had decided to do before I got off this thing, I thought I was being smart. I said, well, I'm going to turn this thing off. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to back up about a foot. So when I start up again, I don't have a gap there, maybe. I don't know why I thought that. I did. So when I came back in, all hydrated and ready to go, I got back on the ride, King, uh, and I said, all right, let's go. And I put the thing, amen, up, uh, and I went forward, uh, and she went backwards because I still had her in reverse. The barbed wire fence and the electric fence caught me in the back, and it rolled up, amen, to my neck. And it had me pinned against the steering wheel of this stupid Ride King mower. I hope they've gotten rid of them things. Actually, I'd love to have one. Good memories. And my dad was across all the way over at the barn, across the 10 acres there. And he was working on his truck. I don't know what he was doing, but I, I saw him over there. He had the hood up, and he was working on an old, uh, amen, Ford two-tone brown pick-em-up truck. And all I could do was scream against the steering wheel. And I hollered as loud as I can holler. And he, I saw him. I could kind of peek up, and I looked, uh, and I saw him peek up his head from under the hood of the truck and he's looking at me going what in the world is going on under there I'm flailing my arms are going here I'm screaming and hollering bloody murder at the top of my lungs luckily the grass was about that high on the other side and it choked the mower down and it stopped but I'm just sitting there peeing I got barbed wire fence and I got electric fence on the back on my back and on my neck and I'm just peeing to this thing and I felt hopeless and helpless I thought, maybe, God, please, don't, don't let this be the way I die. What are they going to say at my funeral? Had he not put it in reverse, he'd still be with us today. He died doing something he loved. Dad, I never will forget as I looked up, he finally realized, okay, there's really a problem here. And I remember he took off running as fast as he could run. And he run across that field, uh, and he didn't pause for one minute. He grabbed the barbed wire, and he grabbed the electric fence, uh, and he picked it up, uh, and he grabbed me with the other hand by the back of the neck uh, and snatched me out off of that thing and pulled me out from under it and said, What in the world are you doing? I expected, Are you okay? But I deserved it. He said, what in the world are you doing? I said, I don't know, but I'll, I don't know what I was doing. It just happened. That's a picture of God, our Heavenly Father, sometimes. We can get ourselves in some twisted up messes. We can be all tangled up in barbed wire and electric fences uh, and traps and schemes of the devil. Uh, amen. And the things of this world uh, that are going on. Uh, amen. But we have a Heavenly Father that wants an intimate relationship with you. Uh, and if you need Him this morning, uh, Amen, you can call out to Abba, Father. And your Father is on the way this morning. Amen. I got to finish up. Number three. We should align ourselves in obedience to Him. We should align ourselves in obedience to Him. Crying, Abba, Father, is like bowing the knee of our heart in devotion and submission to the one with the rightful authority over our souls and trusting in His love. 
It means that we choose to obey God, not that so, not so he, that he will love us, but because he already loves us. I'm thankful this morning. As the old song says, we have a heavenly Father above with eyes full of mercy and a heart full of love. And he really cares when your head is bowed low. So consider the lilies. And then you will know. Will you stand with me this morning? I'm done preaching. I don't know where you are this morning in your relationship with God. I don't know where you are this morning in your spirit and in your soul. I don't know where you are this morning. If you walked in here this morning with a burden on your heart, I don't know if you walked in here with a pain in your body. I don't know if you walked in here with stress all over your life. I don't know if you walked in here with fear or doubt. Uh, I don't know what you walked in here with this morning. But you have a heavenly Father who is everything that you have need of this morning. It has access to the entire universe. And everything that you have need of is at his disposal. And the Bible says that my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So I don't know what you have need of today, but I know this. You've got a heavenly father this morning that can meet that need. And he can turn things around. And he can shift things in your life. And he can transform things uh, in areas of your life that need to be transformed. Uh, and he can send peace, uh, amen, where there's trouble. Uh, amen. And he can send joy, amen, where there's fear. Uh, amen. And he can send a blessing, uh, amen, where it seems like this whole world is just coming down upon you this morning. I'm here, amen, to offer up to you this morning the opportunity to cry out to your heavenly father, Abba, Father, this morning in a way that honors him for who he is, in a way that respects him as our heavenly father, but also understands and knows, uh, amen, that we can have an intimate, close relationship with him, amen, and cry out to him uh, in a way, uh, amen, to say, Abba, Daddy, Father, I need you in my life right now. Would you bow your heads just for a moment, dear Heavenly Father? God, I ask you, Lord God, to take the remainder of this service. Let your spirit flood this atmosphere of this room. God, and speak to hearts and lives that are here. Walk the aisles and the pews of this church, God, and if there's somebody here this morning that needs a touch and a blessing and a move in their life, if there's somebody in here this morning that needs to know you as Abba Father, if there's somebody in here this morning that just needs to declare, amen, Abba Father, if there's somebody in here this morning that needs to feel your presence, your power, your anointing in their life, if there's somebody in here this morning, amen, that needs to grab hold of that inheritance, uh, amen, that is ours in Christ Jesus this morning, I pray that you would speak to hearts and lives, God, today. I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray. If you need something from the Lord this morning, I'm going to ask you to come. If you want to come pray in the altar, the altar's open. If you want special prayer, we'll lay hands on you and pray for you today. But I know that God, your Heavenly Father, your Abba Father, can meet whatever need that you have.
this morning. There's nothing impossible for him. There's no problem too big and nothing too small and nothing in between that God cannot and will not take care of for us. If you're here this morning and you just need to spend a moment just thanking God for who he is and for what he's done in your life. You can do that right where you're at. You can come to the altar this morning. But as we pause on this day to celebrate and thank our earthly fathers for who they are and for what they've done and for what they continue to do in our lives, let's pause this morning and give thanks to our Heavenly Father who can take care of every need, can bless us with everything that he has available to him, which is everything in the universe and beyond this morning. Amen. I'm going to pray over us as a group today. I'm going to give you one more opportunity. If you need something from the Lord this morning, I invite you to come. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I bow before you my heart, my mind, my body, and everything that I am. I bow before you today humbly as your child, as your son. And God, there are sons and daughters that are in this place this morning. And God, I recognize you. I acknowledge you as my heavenly father. And I cry out to you this morning as Abba, as Father. God, I got some things in my life. I got some troubles and trials and tribulations, God, God, that I'm facing. And I need you, God, in my life. God, help me to be the father, the dad that I need to be to my children. God, help me to be the son that I need to be to my father, to my dad. God, help me to lead the next generation, God, that will be raised up to be fathers, to follow your plan, your purpose, and your will for their lives. God, help us, God, to keep in remembrance who you are and for what you're able to do, for what, God, you've already done, for the way, God, that you've been with us. And God, help us, God, to all acknowledge and recognize, God, the inheritance that we have available to us. And God, I pray that no one walk out of this service this morning not having surrendered our life to you and received that inheritance that is waiting for us and that inheritance that is available to us even right now. God, you said there's a mansion waiting for us on the other side, and I'm waiting, and I'm anticipating, and I'm ready, God, to receive that and to be with you in heaven one day. And God, I ask you, Lord, to keep your hands upon us. Keep us safe. God, deliver us from the evil one. As, as your word says and as Jesus taught us to pray, because thine, O Lord, is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. 
We pray it has been a blessing and encouragement to you. Don't forget you can find out more about our church by visiting our website at farmhillchurch.faithlifesites.com or you can look us up on Facebook. May God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you at Farm Hill Church very soon.